back to Wait to Roll That Again. My name is Alex, and I'm a podcaster and aspiring game designer. If this is your first time joining the show, welcome. Our goal over this first season is to design a brand new tabletop role-playing game from the ground up. The only catch is I've never done this before. So I'm calling in help from some of the industry's talented designers to share their experience and tips with us to get a head start on this whole game design thing. So come along, let's make a game together. And maybe you'll be inspired to make a game too. Last time, I spoke to Jay Dragon about designing options for player characters, and today we're going to continue that and hopefully create our first player character. If you're new to the show, I'm designing a tabletop game, my first one ever, about dressing up in super-powered Halloween costumes and fighting possessed decorations. You can hear a bit more about the process on previous episodes, and check out the design update blog posts on the show's substack. To think a little bit more about this game, I looked back at the conversation I had with Michael Sands, the designer of the hit game Monster of the Week, and what he had to say about designing PBTA characters. Well, for um, for Powered by the Apocalypse games, I think one of the key things for making a move is like when you write it, you want to feel like, if this was my character, I would absolutely be excited to pick any of them. Like, right. So when you get a new one, it should be like a hard choice of like, do I take that one? That's so awesome. Or that one, that's also really awesome. Mm. Um, and... Uh, uh, I think that came directly because that's how I felt when I played Apocalypse World the first time because that's kind of your pretty standard Mad Max Apocalypse, post-Apocalypse world. But like just reading through those character options the first time just blew me away because just everything looked so cool. So I was trying to kind of recapture that feeling of make everything really, really awesome so people are excited when they get something new. Now, armed with that knowledge, I sat down to design the character creation process. This is where players will be making their own characters to play as in the game. I'll let myself explain this process over this next segment, where I bring in my partner Zoe to talk a little bit about character creation that we've done before, and we'll get right into the real deal. Unlike previous episodes, I'm going to let this play out in full, just so you can get the full picture of the process. Hello, Zoe. Hi, Alex. Welcome back to the studio. Thanks for having me back. I know it was a hard decision. I know, it was... I, I, I debated it a lot. <laughs> um, no, I brought you back because we're at a critical stage of the game development cycle. I don't know if it's a cycle, the, the process. Um, it's level ups. No. Oh. It's character <laughs> creation. <laughs> good, good, good thinking, though. Thanks. No. Um, so what I want to do today is, first I want to talk a little bit about character creation. Because since the last time you've been on the show... We're actually doing some different stuff in the tabletop world, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, we're playing two different games at the moment. Yeah. Yes. I'm a pro now, guys. Yeah. Uh, so uh, everyone has permission to hold it against her forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a pro now. The two games we're playing right now are Avatar Legends and Kiriko. And they're two okay. very different games. Avatar Legends is a Powered by the Apocalypse game set in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Well, and- I was about to take notes. I was like... <laughs> powered by the apocalypse <laughs> what is this a lecture <laughs> no and so we've just started playing that we're two sessions and we've got our third in a few days um and that's really fun obviously i'm running it because why do you think i'm running it we don't want to yeah exactly no one else wants to step up to the plate which is fine because it's a it's a it's fun to roll uh to run a power the by the apocalypse game and try to stretch out some new muscles there because it's very different from D&D from the game master's perspective. But the other game is even more different, and that's Kiriko, which is a solo journaling game. Um, and I just want to know what your experience has been in those two compared to 
the Dungeons and Dragons campaign we were playing earlier this year, which has since kind of come to a close as our beloved Harry uh, went overseas for a bit. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think of the, the Avatar Legends so far? I'm liking it. I think it has it has a lot more space for character building and character, like getting to know your character really well before you start playing, mm-hmm. which I feel like, even though I can already tell that with all like tabletop playing games, role-playing games, my favorite part will be character creation. And I've done a lot of character creation pre-game with D&D. Mm-hmm. I felt still like doing this avatar game i felt much more connected with my character and all all the other people's characters whereas i feel like with dnd i knew my back- backstory but it definitely felt like there was learning to do during the game mm-hmm. i think we all as a team have a much more established knowledge of like what our characters are who they are what their relationships to each other and stuff. I think that's really good in it. It makes it, I think it makes character creation a little more difficult mm. or complicated, maybe not difficult. Um, but I think you get more reward out of it. I think while it was really fun to figure out character dynamics during the game and like having, I don't know, funny things happening and people kind of taking that and like making it their own, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But I also really enjoy seeing people already struggle with like their own story as mm-hmm. the character they make. I think that is so lovely. And it, it really speeds up that process of getting comfortable with the role-playing aspect of it. I feel like I would probably would have preferred to start with the Avatar role-playing game. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it would have made myself way more comfortable with role-playing and playing a character acting like the character not just acting like me and not only with you but also with other people that's really interesting that you would prefer that um let's talk about the other game because the other game is completely different right um Kariko is a solo journaling game where you are a you're it's essentially the story of kiki's delivery service um where you're a young witch and you're setting out for a year of you know, what would you call it? Like you're, you, adventures. yeah, adventures. Basically you're, you're going to move to a strange new city that you've never been to and try and set up a witchcraft practice there. And on the way, discover things about yourself and struggle with your own, you know, leaving home and all this sort of stuff. It's very real. Um, and the game, basically you play by reading prompts um, that you get from tarot cards and stacking dice and that sort of stuff that we haven't really got to yet uh, in our own individual playthroughs because, you know, we're, we're still just starting out. But we've basically, you've basically just finished or about to finish the character creation part of it where you're, you know, making your character and leaving home. And that, how did you feel like you connected to your character there? Like, what what did you like or what stood out to you about that process? I love that game. It's probably the reason why I'm the furthest along out of everyone who's doing it. <laughs> because I, with character creation, and I think that, is up to everyone to decide what they want to do. But for me, I really am trying to treat this as a journaling experience first, I think, Mm -hmm. but at the same time having a really fun adventure to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, different to D&D and the Avatar um, role-playing game, I'm basing a lot of... And actually... All of my characters are kind of based on me. 
but this one especially, um, her name is Zora. My name's Zoe. What? Um, yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but this one especially, I feel like is really me. All the things she's struggling with, I remember struggling with when mm-hmm. I was 16. All the things that she thinks about are thoughts that I had. Um, and I think it was a lot easier that, like, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the prompts are so well thought out. And I, I love that, that even though we're doing the same game, mm-hmm. it's the same documents that we're reading, um, everyone's doing it differently. Um, everyone has different experiences already. And everyone, even if it's the same prompt we're answering, it's completely different. The answer is completely different. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's probably as much as I'm loving the Avatar role-playing game, it's probably the the one that I think I've had the most fun with, <laughs> which is funny because I'm doing it alone, essentially. <laughs> but it feels very... It feels like very therapeutic. I, I re- also really am enjoying it. And I think it's a fun creative writing exercise. And I mean, it's just like you wouldn't think when you think about tabletop role-playing games, probably most people think about D&D, but you picture, you know, people sitting around a table telling a story out loud. Like you never realize it can be creative writing stuff. But that's not what I'm doing, at least not at the moment. No, I'm doing a, um, a sit-around-the-table-with-friends sort of game. So I've been working a lot on character creation, and you have probably seen me agonize and heard me agonize for ages about this. You're rolling your eyes a bit. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm saying, yup. <laughs> <laughs> Sound pretty close to me. <laughs> and you know that this is something that I've been really struggling with. I mean, it's I feel confident about the dice. I mean, we did the play test a while ago, and I, I think you enjoyed the dice system. Well, you know, I came up with this dice system that I'm, I'm happy with um, and have taken inspiration now from our experience in Avatar Legends and stuff as well um, to guide sort of more PBTA elements in social play. But this has been really tough because the only... Both of these games are quite, like Avatar and D&D are very complicated with their character creation. You have a lot of choices to make. And the whole goal of this game is it's supposed to be kind of easy to play. Yeah. But I also want to kind of create the same feeling of, you know, you're assembling, you're putting together a Halloween costume. So you're grabbing bits and pieces and you're smashing them all together and you make something that's uniquely yours, right? And so how do I do that without complexity? I don't know. So this is what I've come up with. And what I'd like to do is go through and create a character with you now. So you've got your character sheet, which is... A post-it note. Yep. Um, (laughs) He's very organized. I am. Well, what am I supposed to do? Print out a blank piece of paper? A character sheet is not... It's not done. So what I've come up with is there's three things you've got to decide Mm -hmm. um, to create your character. Well, there's one big thing and then three in-game things. So the one big thing is you have to decide who your costume is. You know, what are you mm-hmm. dressing up as for Halloween, mm-hmm. right? And then you're going to pick your archetype. So you think of like a high school movie, who are all the, the characters you're going to see? And geeks. there's yeah, geeks, class clowns, jocks, performers, popular kids, overachievers, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and then you're going to pick a sort of a genre for your costume. And what I like about this system, you could come up with an idea for who your costume is, but you could maybe fit them into one or two of these and you could decide which direction you want to take that in, you know? Um, and then you're going to pick the style of your fighting, right? Which I've kind of taken from Avatar, where you can pick your bending type, right? Except these have actual mechanical implications a bit more. So you're going to pick those. So what I need from you now is you got to decide who are you going for as Halloween or who are you going as on Halloween night? 
And you can write this down at the I top can, of your character sheet. I can do the post-it note. I can, <laughs> I can choose whatever I want. Whatever you want. You could pick literally anyone. You could go as Oppenheimer. <laughs> you could go as Minecraft Steve. You could go as um, Elvis Presley. You could go. That's the whole idea. You can dress up as anyone. That's cool. Can I go as race car Barbie? You can go as race car Barbie. Um, okay. So that is your costume, right? So just keep that in mind for your idea, right? Um, now you're going to pick your archetype. So who are you? What's your, what is your teenager like at school, right? And so I'll flip around the tablet for you to describe how these archetypes work. You've got the type. So let's look at Jock, for example. You've got a special move, which only you can do, which is for this one is called Herculean. And then you pick two descriptors for who you are. Um, and then you answer a few questions. So, so far... Not much of that is done. I've just got the ideas <laughs> for the, I've got, there are some ideas to kind of guide those, those ideas, but the pick lists and stuff aren't done yet because those are going to take a, little, a while. So what can I be is the question. Okay. So we've got a few. We've got the jock, right? As I mm -hmm. said, you've got class clown. You've got a geek. You've got a performer. So that's like a theater kid or a band kid. You've got an overachiever. So like, an, like a smart kid at school. And you've got a popular kid. So think mean girls. And then I've got down scene kid, but I'm trying to find someone who's like, you know, into like subcultures and stuff. I can't think of a better word because scene kid is a specific subculture. Um, so you got to pick now. Okay. So now the question is, I'm going as Barbie. Yes. So you can, these can be two different things, right? Yeah, I know. But you I, be, want, you, I want to think. Because Bar Barbie can be anyone. Didn't you watch the movie? I don't, let me read through what the special moves are first. Okay. So they, most of them are just names <laughs> and, and some ideas for some mechanics. Great. So I'm supposed to make a character. Should I okay. Should I do a character then that we already have a little fleshed out? No. Because it's, the mechanics don't matter at this point. They're okay. ideas. Um, and they're just meant to spark inspiration for when I actually get the chance to make ideas. Okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for the jock. The jock. She's, She's a jock. She is a jock. Cool. Okay. So that's good because that's the one that's most done. <laughs> that's what I'm My gonna decision was not. I didn't do that on purpose. I promise. So what we can do is you can you can now because I've actually got a pick list for this one. You can pick two of these descriptors that describe who you are as a character, or you could probably create your own, come up with your own. But these are some guiding ones. Um. Okay. Yeah. I would probably say that. This girl is tactical. Mm -hmm. I'd say she's the um, she's the captain of the volleyball team. Nice. Um, so she needs a bit of tactic, and she's probably very dedicated because women in sport don't get appreciated enough. The next thing you'll pick, I think, is going to be the genre of your costume, right? Yeah. So essentially, you could pick the style of how you engage with the monsters that you face, the challenges that you face and stuff. And so here we've got mystical. So think like a wizard, a Jedi, you know, a witch sort of person. Um, and each of these have a trick and a treat, which are kind of their, their unique abilities. One is a one that affects, it's the same as the, the play test. One affects the, the outside world or the enemies, which is a trick and your treat affects you and your companions. Yeah. And so we've got mystical for like wizards and stuff, heroic, which, you know, think like, Captain America or something like that. It could be like a, a warrior type person um, who leads from the front or whatever. Got monstrous. So if your costume is more like kind of like a Halloween costume, like of a vampire or a zombie or someone, you got a defender. And so that's kind of like heroic, except it's less offensive. It's more defensive. Yeah. It's about protecting those who are around you. And then you've got iconic. 
which is like an, a celebrity, a leader, that sort of person, you know? So that's if you're dressing up as Elvis or the Beatles or Barbie, maybe. I don't know. Depends. And so each of these have different abilities, which are, again, just names, but they're inspirational names mm. <laughs> at the moment. They'll be full abilities soon. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, okay. The thing now is, though, what if you are, what if you're playing, what if you're dressing up as a zombie, mm-hmm. right? But you want to choose the iconic. I think that's I think that's allowed. I think you can absolutely be I think the idea I have, it's a good question. I think the idea I have is that these are approaches, right? Like these are templates or, or genres that you want your costume to fit in. But if you want your zombie to be iconic and be charismatic and witty, you know, maybe there's a zombie character like that that you're specifically emulating, um, that I don't know. But you know, I think you can do that. I yeah. think it, I think it's the idea is that you're putting all these elements together to create the costume you want to dress up as. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you could you could do race car Barbie and be horrific and monstrous or whatever, mm, right? Mm, mm. If you okay. wanted to. I like that. <laughs> no, I like that. I think my brain is telling me I shouldn't be able to do that, but that's wrong because a race car Barbie can also be a vampire. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What 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 do I want? Um, the Google Docs document that I'm using is not very well laid out. I'm gonna. I'm going to. This is stupid because you just said I could do whatever I want, but I do want to choose heroic. That's that's still doing whatever you want, you know. That's true. That's so what I want to do. You're heroic, so that means that you're uh, kind of more offensive, um, not as in like vulgar, but like you, you're yeah no, <laughs> you're. Um, your abilities focus on you being upfront, doing the battling stuff, not being deci- uh, deceptive or anything like that. You're, you know. So I like them. You what? That's how I like them. You like okay. my characters. That is. That's true. You you literally always do. No, not really. Nalun Gal- isn't. No, but Galatea is. Galatea definitely is. Okay, so you've got two. You've got your your treat is shine, which is about your your performing great feats of of combat and, and stuff to to probably inspire. Um, your friends and then you've got cunning opponent as your trick which i think is an ability about um taking advantage of your opponent's weak spots great and so now now that you've got that we're going to go into the final element that you have to choose which is your offensive style and so i've got a table here which as you can see is kind of filled out (laughs) (laughs) yes adhd guys (laughs) (laughs) undiagnosed um so Basically, what this is is how you do your actual battling and stuff. So um, you basically have a number of options here, which I'll read out now, which are burst, which is about like attacking multiple enemies at once and stuff. You've got thrown, so you could be like throwing objects, like you know, you could throw shield, you could throw spears, you could throw knives or whatever. You've got point and shoot, which is about like bows and firearms and slingshots. You've got drain, so that's like you know using magic to like absorb enemies vitality and stuff maybe do some healing you've got dazzle which is like fantastic lights or maybe like singing and stuff like that um you've got might which is like just straight up feats of strength beating decorations up and the enemies that you face and then you've got melee which is like using weaponry like swords or knives or maybe in your case it's like a wrench or i don't know what what barbie race car barbie might use and that's it at the moment a wheel maybe she uses a wheel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and bludgeons <laughs> jack-o'-lanterns dunk, on the head <laughs> yeah i like that um so yeah this is all i've got at the moment i'm probably going to add a few more um but this is what i've got now um do you have any questions so uh if you remember during the play test 
um, one of your frustrations was you were playing a vampire, right? Yep. And you had an ability where you were able to drain your enemy's sort of life stuff. But that only happened when you rolled, like, the perfect score, right? I'm a really bad roller, guys. Exactly. So, I'm genuinely terrible at it. So what I've done since then is now, you know how you had a standard attack, which is, like, your weak attack and then a signature attack? Yep. Um, this stuff affects your signature attack, mm-hmm. right? But... Um, for example, drain, you'll always drain a little bit. And then if you get a critical, you'll drain a lot, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you have a standard account which, uh, attack, which is less turn points, but just straight up damage and not, not going to have that extra effect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that might be better because then you're just, you're, you're still spending that higher amount of points to do the better attack, but you're always going to get, hopefully, a good enough like outcome out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think cool. that might help, help with that a little bit. Yeah. I think. What would you say, like, hand-to-hand combat would be? That's might. Might? So, so that's about using, like, your, you know, using your own strength. You're not using yeah. a weapon. You're not using that sort of stuff. You throw a few punches or a few kicks, you know? Yeah, I think. Or whatever style you like. But that's just unarmed combat, basically. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Mm. Cool. So that is your offensive style or your combat style. And that's your character, basically. Mm. So there's a few more things that you'll have to set up, I think. So there's going to be a part where you're going to do questions. Where you're going to ask questions of yourself and the people around you more, yep. more, more so. You're going to set up those relationships based on those questions because relationships is going to be a big part. I think relationships are going to be tracked on your character sheet. You're going to. I think the game is going to assume four or five players, and so it's going to have four or five spots for you to track those relationships. Yes, yeah, so they can get worse and better. Yes, so cool. you're going to have three levels, which I think are strained, neutral, and. Another word for good. Besties. Besties. Yeah, let's go with besties for now. So, you you know, if you're answering a question, you're like, like it'll be like the questions that Jay was talking about where you'll ask, let's say you picked, it, they'll depend on your thing. So Jock will be like, who, who did you want to come see your game and let you down or something like that? And you'll start the game with a strained relationship with them. And then it'll be like, who did you help find like, their own inner strength or whatever, and that'll be like a positive one. And then the rest, they might start at neutral. Yeah. And I think that just sets up a few relationships, and everyone should have, at the end of it, end of character creations, interesting relationships with one another. Um, I've got a, one of the archetypes is performer, and your special move is like heartstrings, where you can like pull on people's um, yeah. like emotions and manipulate them, you know, whether nice. through music or whatever, to change their relationships. That's really cool. Yeah. To, to give them advantages during combat. Yeah. So I think like people who are strained can't like help each other. So yeah. you can't use like the help action. People who are besties might um, have a bonus to helping each other. People who are neutral might um, have special moves that they can do to try and like push those relationships. You can like forcibly strain your relationship to get an advantage maybe. Mm-hmm. Like you can extract like something out of someone. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is sounding very complicated for my first game, but it should be fun. I don't I'm, know if it is that complicated though. That's I good. think. Um, I don't think it is. It's very straightforward. That's good. I mean, I think, obviously now that I'm a pro in role-playing games, it's a bit <laughs> different. Um, but I think it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. You choose where you want to go as. You choose your, if you want to be a jock, a thing, whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. You choose two attributes from that to give you a sense of character. And then you can do a little magic. I think... I don't know. I I don't think it's that complicated. And I think I feel like if somebody wants to play this game and not do the questions, they still could. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could do that. I think I want to make it so that it's really quick to pick up. Yeah. You know, hopefully. And if they want to put a little bit more work in it and want to have character relations, they can. Yeah. 
But I think what you have right now, I think I feel more, I mean, this is just literally a post-it note. But that's good that it fits on a post-it note, It does, it does. Because I think I could start playing now. Like I know who she is. Yeah, I wish I, played, I wish I planned that, the, the idea of, you know, if it can fit on a post-it note, it's good design or whatever. <laughs> but, you, can, you can edit it still. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> um, well, do you want to summarize who your character is now that we've gone through all those options? Yes. Her name is Race Car Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. But maybe race it is. Car Barbie called Barbara. Okay. Um, she's a jock. Because she does um, volleyball, I've decided. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she's very tactical because mm-hmm. she's the captain. And she's incredibly dedicated. Even though people have told her because she's a woman, she can't be doing the volleyball professionally. She is. Well, she wants to be at least nice. after high school. With her being a captain of a volleyball team, she feels quite responsible for people, which is why she feels very heroic. Yes, I think she she wants to make sure everyone else is okay and she wants to protect the people she cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, so she leads from the front. She leads from the front, yeah. Yep. Um, not because she's not because she wants to, but because she feels like she needs to. Yeah, and she does so by beating people up. That's good. That's a really good thing. I'm glad that that all makes sense. Well... I think the next time we'll we'll do character creation, hopefully the relationship stuff will be done and maybe, just maybe, I'll have a working character sheet and we could all do it as a big group. No freaking way. And potentially do some proper playtesting. That'd be awesome. That is great. I'm happy that worked. While Zoe enjoyed this process overall, she reflected on something that could potentially be confusing for new players. What might get a little tricky is when people want to, because, you know, and this is just me being me, I think. I mean, my preference in character creation is I want things to be cohesive. Like I want I want things to make sense. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's a jock and the fact that she, cho- she chooses to be heroic and the fact that she chooses might all make sense mm-hmm. for me. But people might not want that. People might want to have, um, I don't know, like want to be Taylor Swift for... For Halloween, they want that want to be their costume, but they also don't want to be a performer. They want to be a I don't know geek. Oh well, that would be well, or, that, that would be um, the archetype, which yeah, could be exactly. Anything. So like, but yeah. that's what I mean, like something that you don't like, you wouldn't expect, you know, mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift. You think oh, performer, maybe overachiever, you know, something like that. Not to say that Taylor Swift is an overachiever. She's going to come for us now. She is. <laughs> but She's got loads of money. <laughs> you know, something that you wouldn't expect, right? And Which is fine, but then it gets to these costume genre stuff and she, well, they want to be, well, I want to be Taylor Swift and she wants to be a, what did I say? A yep. geek. and But also she wants to be um, monstrous and she wants to be a vampire. Like I think, You'd have to make sure people don't get confused about the expectation and the reality. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. Definitely a good point. I think I think it'll be a, t- a conversation for the table between the the who I'm calling the master of ceremonies, uh, the MC, um, as the GM. Cute. Um, and so I think I'm pretty sure other games do that as well. So I'm not I'm not entirely. <laughs> I, I've had that idea, but I'm, I bet I could Google them. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be a conversation because you could easily be like, well, there's probably a music video where Taylor Swift's a zombie or something like that, right? She actually is, yeah. There's 
you could totally have a situation where that makes sense. And I think think about all the times you go to a costume party where it's like a twist thing, you know? Like we went to that fairy tale twist thing. So you could easily be Taylor but she's a vampire or whatever, you know? Totally. And I think that's okay. I think I just think that might lead to confusions within the team potentially. I'll definitely um, put like a bubble text thing, you know, that says, hey, this is, you know, misaligned or or not misaligned, but, you know, like switching up character expectations or whatever like like that, you know? Yeah. And I think it just explained that that's intentional. And I think that's something that you have to broach the table and explain, you yeah. know, those choices. But definitely the idea is, you know, you're building a costume and you might throw in some fun elements there. And For I sure, think, yeah. I think, yeah, if you can if you can explain it to the people around you, that's probably going to work. No, yeah. I think so too. I think... I don't think it's it will be that much of an issue, but it, I think, you know, people are especially more experienced with and more into cohesiveness mm-hmm. within a character, within a world, mm-hmm. within a game, mm-hmm. that they might just gravitate towards making sure it's cohesive. And yeah. I think maybe finding out that you don't, they don't have to do that might also be fun, you know? Exactly. I think... I mean, it's a game that's supposed to be played in like one shot sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, I feel like if people want to play it, quote unquote, safe for the little first part and then as they go on playing it, do some other stuff, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, Zoe. I I feel good about this design work. And now, Me too. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I will get all the work done for it so that we can actually properly play the game next time. Woohoo. Yeah, I reckon we could probably play like a full session. That'd be next. cool. Yeah, character creation is so cool. the hardest part. We we did it, though. We did yeah, it. I just yeah. have to do all the rest of the work. <laughs> I love how you said we did it as if I made any choices here. You did. You just made a whole bunch of choices. Yeah, but you gave me all those choices. Yeah, but you still made the choices. That's still a choice. Okay, I did it then. I did everything. We'll go with that. We did it. We made the first ever character for the game. Just like running the first play test back in episode three, this feels like a big milestone. I'm excited to refine the process and flesh out the options for each choice, And then I feel like it's on to the big capital P playtesting. Next time, we're going to do some more character design work and hopefully another big playtest. So look forward to that. Wait to Roll That Again is hosted and produced by Alex Rinkovich-Josie. We're produced in association with Salient Podcasts, a network of student podcasts based in Wellington, Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you'd like to support the show, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your TTRPG friends. And if you want to see more game design work and to keep up to date with our spooky game project, check out the Wait Roll That Again substack, linked below. Thanks for listening. Kakite.